The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force, and I fear nothing. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Hey everyone, I'm Father Andrew Kinstetter, a.k.a. Father Fat, and you're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, where we talk about everything connected to that galaxy far, far away, including the deeper themes and meetings... And today, of course, is a very, very, very special day. It's Star Wars Day. So uh, may the 4th, of course, be with all of you guys. And, and with your spirit. spirit. And, yeah, there it is. <laughs> so, of course, we are broadcasting live on Facebook. So uh, uh, hopefully people are joining in. And welcome to this special, special broadcast from a galaxy not very far away at all. Um, joining me, of course, on our panel is our full podcast crew, including Angela Cialana. Hello, people. Welcome to the cantina. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Creevy. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Thomas Sanjurjo. Hello, everyone. And Andrew Hermes. Hello, hello. I imagine we don't have that much to talk about today, right? Oh, no. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not much at all. Not a big deal It's real chill. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Of course, before we jump into, we're going to kind of start with some of the, the big news that's hit us uh, today and in recent uh, months. But first of all, just I wanted to throw this out there to you guys. Did you guys do anything to celebrate uh, Star Wars Day today? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did you we guys had, do, Thomas? Uh, we, had, we had Wookiees and cream shakes and uh, <laughs> nice. burgers and, um, <laughs> and my kids are all dressed up like uh, my, my kids went just crazy bonkers and dressed themselves all up as star wars characters and so we finished watching the clone wars which i won't talk about but oh my gosh yep. that was incredible mm -hmm. um and uh yeah had a great day just celebrating may the 4th yeah i put on my i put on a star wars shirt i have my return of the jedi shirt um oh, nice. on right now and uh i was playing some star wars music during breakfast uh you know with my daughter and uh just again to the mood so yeah, and caught up on all the Star Wars news today. Yeah. I got on the, um, I think it's the Ambient Worlds YouTube uh, channel, which is just, just hours of, like, movie music kind of, like, all edited together. And I had, the, for whatever reason, the Hoth setting really kind of worked for me because I was grading. So that's, <laughs> that's and I was like, well, I might as well be on, like, a windy, icy planet, you know, while I'm doing that. But I, can do, I have my, um, these were the droids we were looking for T-shirt on. So that's always a. Uh, a good one. And my daughter, she got, um, what did she, she wore a BB-8 shirt today. So we were kind of palling around. So that was kind of cool. And uh, it's funny, she calls Resistance Star Wars Kaz. She just knows it for the main character's name. So she's like, Dad, she's like, Daddy, it's Star Wars Day. Maybe we can watch some Kaz. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we slipped that in. And uh, yeah, I mean, I managed to get in the Clone Wars finale and the first season, or the first, uh, yeah, first episode of uh, the Disney Gallery um, on the directors nice. specifically from Mandalorian. So cool. More to follow on that. That was pretty cool. Initial thoughts, though. I haven't seen it yet, but I plan to. I, 
I'm excited and I like, you know, we've all seen, I think so much like behind the scenes, like snippets. And now it's nice to get the deep dive because I'm sure they're going to be going through different aspects of the production. And so just watching that, it was only like a half hour. Uh, and even in that one, I mean, I saw stuff that I didn't see a, a fraction of that in any of the, <laughs> the other behind the scenes stuff. So I'm pretty excited for that. Awesome. Angela, did you do anything I was, fun? <laughs> well, this is my fun for today because I was a good uh, little you know, Jawa and I focused on my job uh, <laughs> for for today. So, you know, clocked out, made dinner and, you know, prayed and all that good stuff and came right over here. So, nice. yeah, this is my celebration. Awesome. Well, I'm sort of in the same boat. The only the only Star Wars related thing that I was really able to do was watch the finale for Clone Wars and then. Uh, my brain has been sort of consumed with making sure this Facebook live goes off smoothly. So, uh, I think we're, I think we're good though. So, um, yeah, this is, this is exciting. So a couple, um, of the news things that we had already sort of mentioned was, um, the finale of the Clone Wars, uh, streams today instead of on Friday. So that's one of the, the biggest, uh, things that came at us today. The other thing was the the Disney Gallery, Star Wars The Mandalorian, is also streaming the first of eight episodes today on Disney+. Plus. Today is also when Disney Plus is going to allow you to stream all nine of the Skywalker Saga movies. So feel free to binge on all of those in the next few days. <laughs> nice. So um, the biggest bit of news over the last month or so that i really want to talk about is uh star wars the high republic um so mm -hmm. i'm not sure uh you guys all at least have, have kind of got a, a feel for what that is but for those of you who don't know what this this thing is is it's been teased for well over a year now called project luminous but star wars has now um about a month ago unveiled what they're calling the high republic and so essentially what it is, is Lucasfilm is going to launch an epic new era of Star Wars storytelling that will be explored through multiple voices in adult and young adult novels, children's books, and comics from, from a variety of publishers. The High Republic features the Jedi as we've always wanted to see them as true guardians of peace and justice. It's a hopeful and optimistic time when the Jedi and the Galactic Republic are at their height. But of course, into this glorious new era, something wicked this way comes. So this is super exciting for me. This is these stories are going to take place um, about 200 years before the Phantom Menace. And the first books and comics are set to debut at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim in, in August of, of this year. Um, and the book is Star Wars, the, the High Republic Light of the Jedi. And... So I'm just super excited and I and I'm assuming you guys are as well. And and what gets me super excited about this is that I think and dare I say this, but I think it's I'm I'm glad that we are leaving the Skywalker saga behind. <laughs> and I <Yes>. am <laughs> I am excited to finally go back to a place where we don't know any of the characters. It's a new story. We can uh, mm -hmm. develop those those emotional connections with new characters and, and follow them. And it's early enough in the timeline that what they're doing isn't really going to have any sort of, well, maybe major impacts on the Skywalker Sega. I want to kind of get away from that. So, yeah. What are your guys' thoughts? I think there's been a lot of hunger for oh, it. Okay. Like that, that's, yeah. you know, that, that's yep. one of the big talking points around The Last Jedi was that it was going to be 
uh, a move away from the the Skywalker saga. And so I think people want it. Uh, I, I, I and I, I definitely appreciate that that's something that people want to branch out into. And I've you know, I've liked especially the um, the comic books that have dealt with other time periods that aren't about the Sith, that aren't about the uh, the Jedi in that sense of like having these giant battles, but in just the daily uh, peacekeeping and the things that they do. Because, you know, there's still wars that are going on and they still have to be involved. And I, I love seeing that kind of stuff played out. Yeah, uh, I think, too, that there's a way to um, uh, balance it with... You know, exploring, um, and I think I'm, I'm, from what I saw, I'm excited for that. Again, that, that balance, I guess it's the force, right? So, but the balance between that, the familiar and the new, you know, because you do have a, a timeline, like you guys said, where you can explore these these new stories. But, you know, there's little things like, well, hey, uh, Yoda's, well, a lot older than 200 years. So, like, it's, <laughs> like ostensibly, you can, you can fit him and, and you know possibly some other characters or other references in that are familiar enough, you know, that there's like a hook there, there's a connection, but it's not like, it's not just some trope, you know what I mean? Like he's not, it's not just like a cameo that's forced, you know, it would, it would be organic to it. So that's, that's something I'm looking forward to seeing how they do that. I liked that um, they described the um, Jedi at this time as like the Texas Rangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course I'm in Texas. Um, so that was kind of cool. And I also liked that, um, so they released a couple, I think a couple of videos uh, kind of teasing this whole High Republic stuff. And um, one of the neat things I thought was they were, when they were creating, they, were, they got all these like authors and cool people together to brainstorm what they were going to do for Project Luminous. And they came up with High Republic based off of this question of what scares the Jedi and yeah. I thought that was such a cool question um, because, of course, we've seen kind of like fear factor into different storylines throughout like the Skywalker saga and the, the little offshoot stories here and there. But to really kind of tackle that question and um, to, to discover that through all these new stories, I think is just so exciting um, and I just love that, uh, you know, they, they were inspired by my favorite character's uh, quote from uh, A New Hope, where Obi-Wan is saying, like, for over a thousand years, the Jedi were the guardians of peace and justice in the in the galaxy. Right. So uh, we've always kind of wondered, what was that? You know, what was that time? What were they doing? So I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, just give me more Star Wars. <laughs> more Star Wars. <laughs> uh, yeah, something that's outside of the the Skywalker, you know, narrative. And, uh, you know, because I, th I think, you know, for a, a universe like Star Wars that, that wants, you know, as... As a property, if you, you know, if you look at something like obviously like the Marvel Cinematic Universe or anything like that, you know, all these little offshoots, uh, whether it's in the movies or in the comics, you know, they breed success. And for a property like Star Wars, like the foundation's there. So, you know, as long as you don't, you know, put the right people behind it and and uh, you make compelling, uh, you know, stories and characters, uh, you know, you can't help us, you know, just as a fan anticipated like crazy and you know as as a as a company disney you know as a company 
you know, they're just going to rake in more money. So this is a, it's a win-win. That's a win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think what has me excited maybe the most about it is that like none of these are movies. They are all books. They are all comics. Mm-hmm. They are all uh, young reader type novels. And, and I grew up in an era before Disney uh, bought out Lucasfilm. So I grew up reading the novels and the expanded universe mm-hmm. and knowing that the books connected to the comics and they were all that we had without any new star Wars movies that were coming out. So for me, this, this is sort of hitting that maybe, I don't know if I want to call it a nostalgia itch, but mm-hmm. it's hitting what I loved about the whole star Wars experience when I was growing up as a kid. And um, it's definitely going to be for those who want to want to get into the books and aren't, aren't just wanting, wanting movies. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm I'm quite quite excited for that. So August is is just a couple months away. So uh, so uh, another couple news items that we have: uh, the Mandalorian season two was uh, announced that it's in post production now, uh, premiering fall of this year. D- uh, Bob Iger t- said October. So. <laughs> We shall Maybe, see. hopefully, <laughs> uh, but it's but it's good that they're in post production and that they were able to yeah, do all the filming right. before all of this uh, COVID stuff uh, kind of locked us all down. The other, uh, not officially confirmed, sort of rumor, but the the talk is is that season three is already in pre production. So, mm-hmm. and then the other huge news, again, not officially confirmed by Star Wars, but there's a lot of reports out there. Uh, that uh, Rosario Dawson will be playing a live-action Ahsoka in season two of The Mandalorian. I'd just like to point out that we haven't even gotten Ahsoka in The Mandalorian confirmed. <laughs> this is, you know, this is still all rumor mill stuff, and and they're dancing around it very, very hard, trying not mm-hmm. to say that she's there or she's not. So well, well, I, f- I feel like if she's not, she's never gonna be because she's she's like kind of. <laughs> Like seems to be sort of confirming it, but not. And you know, I don't know. And Dave Filoni is the expert at saying things but not saying anything. Uh So he is not confirming or denying that this is happening. But how? In fact, just but just before we started tonight, my friend sent me a uh, just a a ET interview with with him Mm -hmm. uh, with Dave Filoni just just from earlier today, and it was hilarious because she asked him about that. I don't know if you guys saw it, but. I don't know how he did it, but like she asked him that question and knowing he couldn't answer it. And by the time he was done answering it, I almost forgot what she asked him. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that was a good answer. I was like, what? oh, wait, 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 we were talking about Ahsoka. What are you doing? Now? So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it would be a good move to put a live action Ahsoka in the Mandalorian season two or or would that just be more fan service and not, you know? You know, it's funny because they've been talking about like, yeah, we're getting away from the Skywalkers and here's Anakin Skywalker's pad one (laughs) (laughs) that we're all talking about, which of course she is different. You know, I mean, she's not a Skywalker, but, you know, in the Clone Wars animated episode, we saw a couple you know, was it last week or a couple of weeks ago? She she called him and she called Anakin her brother, you know, which is, mm-hmm. of course, like a that uh, she was trying to hide, you know, her identity. But, yeah, I think it's just kind of funny. Um, are we going to see her? Would we see her? I, you know, I've seen speculation that maybe she is doing something with the child. Um 
I think she would definitely be a wise guardian for the child, for sure, or at least maybe um, someone who can point the Mandalorian in the right direction, perhaps. Who knows? She's so deeply tied to the Mandalorians now, too, with these, you know, this last set of four series. Like, she's so entrenched with who, with the identity of that entire people uh, that it's hard to escape her in the Mandalorian if you're going to really dig deep into their culture. Are we allowed to mention anything about episode titles that were made public for season two or not uh go for it just disclaimer <laughs> they're not i i don't think they're only f- because they're not they're not yeah, official right, right. <laughs> only because yeah. the, the one that caught my eye was was some reference to a sorcerer um mm. which made me wonder because you know because the way that jedi were described mm. in the end of mandalorian season one and, and even that it was it was humorous too remember he's just like I have to go to a planet of enemy sorcerers. Like, like he's just like, so, so I don't know. Like there, there's the only place that I know of that they've used that word in Mandalorian so far as in some sort of Jedi related, you know, terminology. So that might be a little hint. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's just too much intrigue, you know, with her character to not revisit her story. I mean, the way, mm-hmm. obviously with the way clone wars ended and, and with how rebels ended, especially yeah. it's, it's, uh, there's still a lot of mystery about, you know, her character and, and where she's been and what she's doing and, um, you know, what her deal is. So uh, they had to explore it at some point, whether it was another animated series or, you know, uh, a live action series. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it might be fan service, but at the same time, her story is not complete. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe this is the space to do it. Well, and they did have a, a novel that sort of explored a little bit of, of her time between the end of the clone wars and during, during the empire. Uh, but this would be definitely still new, new territory. And, mm-hmm. and I've just found it amazing that, uh, Ahsoka has come to where she is in terms of the fans yeah. liking her, <laughs> because when she first oh, showed yeah. up on the scene in the movie, <laughs> worse she was you wouldn't, you wouldn't yeah. know it right yeah. right you know she went from no, a hated character to one of the most beloved characters mm-hmm. and she doesn't show up in a single movie mm-hmm. right i was mm-hmm. just talking to a friend today um on the phone and he was saying he had watched the the final episode of clone wars and he said you know i i really didn't like ahsoka at the beginning but now she's like my favorite character in star wars <laughs> It's amazing how somebody can just have that that much of a change of heart about a character. Um, but, I, you know, it's taken years, of course, and her, her character has developed so much. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's truly a testament to Dave Filoni's writing and his love yep. for the character and um, Ashley Eckstein's awesome acting. Voice acting, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I think she's she's with us to stay for a while, and I think so is is Dave Filoni. So, mm. mm-hmm. um, so that's exciting. Another a uh, little bit of news, uh, just kind of in general, the 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 other couple series that are coming to Disney Plus, uh, the Cassian Andor series. Um, the only kind of current update on that is that uh, that Diego Luna is going to be joined by uh, Genevieve O'Reilly who will reprise her role as Mon Monthma uh, from Rogue One. So that's, that's pretty cool. I'm excited for that. It's going to take place five years before the events of Rogue One and kind of 
lead um, or show where Cassian Andor was before the events of Rogue One. So I don't think really much is known other than that. Um, we don't. Do you guys know... think it puts? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was just gonna. I wonder if it puts pressure on some of these actors sometimes when it's like, okay, so five or six years after we make Rogue One, I'm going to have to play myself five years before that. Yes. <laughs> so, like, it's like, okay, so Diego Luna, like, you got to make sure you're eating well. And like, you know, it's like, <laughs> he should, he should just, talk to Ian McDermott. That, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, remind, it reminds me a little bit of when, um, when uh, Gods and Generals came out like 10 years after Gettysburg, but it takes place before Gettysburg. And you have all the like yeah. Jeff Daniels and all these actors. I think they did okay, but there were some scenes you could tell. It's like, you, you look 10 years older. <laughs> you did well, does anyone time. watch Better Call Saul? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Bob Odenkirk. Like they try with like different wigs and stuff, yep. but he's totally older than he was in Breaking Bad, you know, and it's supposed to be well before <laughs> those events. You know, if, if the actor is good enough and you're investing in the story, I guess you can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then the other uh, Disney Plus series that's upcoming, not, well, there's more, but uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which I think yes. everyone <laughs> is is super excited about. Uh, unfortunately, you and McGregor has aged well for it, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's well that, yeah, that, that problem, yeah. right? Yeah. He's he's appropriately aging from uh, Revenge <laughs> of the Sith. Um, but that one is uh, delayed. The production was supposed to start in August of this year, and it's been delayed to to January of 2021. Um, and uh, the sources are saying that that the writer Joby Harold was um, he left, and um, or no, sorry. Uh, Hussein Amini left the project back in January. Right. Joby Harold mm-hmm. is, is the one who's come on to write uh, the upcoming series. Um, but we also know that Deborah Chow, who directed um, some of the the Mandalorian series, is going to be the director for the the series. Yeah. And we all we I all think love those her. were some some of our favorite yeah, yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. were some of the favorite say. episodes. I remember Absolutely. thinking when when the first one she directed at the end when it pops up with with her name on it. Um, I just remember getting really excited knowing that I'd heard that she was going to be directing the, uh, the Obi-Wan series. And I just, yeah, that's awesome. Um, speaking of directors for episodes from the Mandalorian, did you guys see the big news mm. released this morning about, uh, yes. Taika yes. Uh, I had to walk through the house and, and I was so excited. <laughs> I'm like, and, and like, cause my, my wife, my wife and I have, have watched his stuff, uh, ever since the, um, the vampire series that he did uh it was it's so good and, and we've like gone back and found all of the things that it's it's called the things they do in the shadows and it's, it's if you haven't seen it it's fantastic yeah. it's absolutely brilliant uh and it it hits all the notes that he has uh in like thor uh ragnarok that are that are just really you know just the, the comedy but then also the underlying drama of everything he's so good at that and so I, i'm very much looking forward to his take on anything Star Wars really, especially after watching the Mandalorian. Anyone who hasn't seen the first episode of gallery of uh, his, his segment in that is, is probably my favorite. It's just awesome. Yeah. That'll be exciting. He's, he's doing a full movie though now, instead of just an episode of, of a series. Yeah. So that's, right. that's going to be really awesome. The other bit of news that came out with that release was also that, uh, Emmy nominated writer, Leslie Headland is developing a new untitled star Wars series for Disney plus. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm thinking that one's going to be female centric. 
because of her past, her past work, um, or like, well, she has that Netflix series, Russian doll, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, she's done some other projects that are like more heavy on the, the sort of female characters and the female Mm -hmm. themes. Mm -hmm. And I know that, um, Kathy Kennedy had talked about, I don't know if it was maybe a couple of star Wars celebrations ago that she was interested in doing something like maybe a, a rom-com or, um, something related to, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like like something a little bit different offbeat. Um, so that would be neat to see, you know, where they're heading with that. Um, would it be something like Lost Stars, which is a really great Star Wars novel that is also mm-hmm. a love story um, that takes place uh, right before the uh, the Empire kind of shows its face. And mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm excited about that series to see where that's going mm-hmm. um, because I think it'll be a little bit different than the sort of action-heavy, right. you know, gritty type of stuff that we've been seeing. Yeah, I'd love to see something like Babylon 5 uh, or, mm-hmm. or Deep Space Nine, you know, where it's like location centric and, you know, just not, not even Moss Eisley because Moss Eisley is too overdone. But like, uh, you know, a, a cantina or or uh, just a, a spaceport and the daily lives of people that live in that spaceport and all the weird stuff that comes through and happens. And then, it, you know, every once in a while, a Jedi pops up because of because it's the Jedi, yeah. you know, and, and that but that they're off off camera or only temporarily there and it's just what these guys are doing on a day-to-day basis that's some of what they did with uh and, and it's not my favorite per se because i think it is more more geared towards younger kids but resistance i think angela you'd said this a ways back that it it, it kind of it takes a little doing like when you first start <laughs> with it, it's kind of like okay but it was it's probably like the first like well, I mean, I think the, pretty much the whole first season, you know, and, and most of the second is more or less in the same place, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and, and they do kind of I, I think that was the first time I'd seen any attempt really at, at that. So I, I think mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. With Star Wars, if they could lean just more into like comedy, I mean, like the, the mm-hmm. Kylo Ren undercover boss skit, like, <laughs> oh my God, like I love the whole series just about, yeah, everyone that works, you know, uh, everyone works oh, at Starkiller base. Like it's like, I would, I would watch that show and I'm, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, to say that's, that's one of the like most watched SNL skits in recent memory. Um, but yeah. I think they could lean in heavily into like, like you said, the rom-com or just playing comedy or, or just, mm-hmm. you know, play with, play with genre. I mean, the it's, it's, it's wide open. Has anybody watched the the troops, uh, the old old uh, Star Wars troops thing? Uh, so somebody took cops, right? The show Cops, uh, yeah, and yeah, and they made saw, yeah. uh, they made troops out of it. So it was just like following this set of of, of stormtroopers as they were trying to search for these droids on this desert planet. Absolute riot, and definitely worth a watch. There was something I don't know if it was a series or not, but I saw something like in the early days of YouTube where it just it's like yeah. stormtroopers sitting at the at the bar and they're just like, you know, man, I just feel like we're great shots until we put these helmets on, <laughs> you know, and then and, and of course they played with that a little bit in Mandalorian, you know, in those last yeah. few episodes. So there's yeah, room for that. Definitely. I think the other kind of big question about this, though, would be uh, what time period is this series mm-hmm. going to be set? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't, we, we, we know nothing, but yeah. what do you, what What's would you, what would you like? <laughs> what, what would you want to see? Slice of life? Well, I think we're, we already have 
post Return of the Jedi with the Mandalorian, so I don't think they would go there. Um, it's possible maybe prequel era, although Clone Wars has definitely touched mm-hmm. a lot on that. I don't know. I don't know, maybe Resistance era. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a right in the middle of the Empire, uh, you know, right in the middle of the Empire, but on somewhere where it's kind of not as consequential for them to be it's, there. Yeah, right. Yeah, which is kind of like that's the way it is. And, yeah, they're also to the hmm. point with uh, uh, the Rise of Skywalker now being released that they could start to venture post Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't yeah. suspect that's where this series would go, but it could since there's no planned movies out that way. Right. Mm. That would just require them to develop a lot of backstory, I think, you know, yeah. to kind of touch all that untapped uh, territory. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, well, I think that's sort of it for the big pieces of news. Did I miss anything, guys? I don't think so. No, no I'm just pumped no for that new Claudia Gray novel. that's going to be <laughs> part of the High Republic about a a Jedi in his cloister. <laughs> like, what is that going to be about? <laughs> yeah. Or whatever the Jedi version of the Liturgy of the Hours is. Yes. <laughs> you know, <I'm> just gonna... <laughs> I am one with the Force. The Force is one with the Force. Yeah. The, the uh, antiphons for every prayer. Yes. Okay, well, we're going to kind of get into then uh, the next segment that we're going to to kind of focus on. And and the question that I had posed to everyone here was, what does being a Star Wars fan mean to me? And so that was a question that we all kind of pondered about, and, and I'm going to kind of turn it over to you guys. But before we do that, I just want to throw this out to anybody who's watching the, the live stream that we're going to be doing kind of a fun Star Wars Q&A in just a little bit. Uh, So if you have a question that you want us to answer during the stream, please type them in the comments and I will gather them up and we will answer them as best as we can. So feel free to just type those away and I'll try to kind of watch for them. So in the meantime, though, we're going to kind of talk about just what it means to be a Star Wars fan and what it means to to me. So I'm going to I'm I'll take the last shift on this one. So I will turn it over to whoever would like to to jump in first with that question. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'll go, I'll go. Um so well for me, uh Star Wars is first of all family because my dad introduced me to Star Wars. And I just remember watching it at home with my family all the time. Um, and, you know, I'm also the kind of person who really likes big stories, grand stories, fantasy, you know, those stories that really tell us a lot about life. Um, so it, it allows me that opportunity to really kind of be imaginative and explore all those, you know, cool themes about the human condition and, you know, all that good stuff. But ultimately, I think it's it's really just fun i mean mm-hmm. um you can't be a star wars fan and and in this is my opinion of course but you can't be a real star wars fan and have a stick up your butt you know you've really <laughs> just got to be cool with being like goofy that. you know and <clears throat> when you have like wizards with you know glow stick fights and you know big teddy bears and bandoliers and you know just silly things that are that 
our kids play, you know, mm-hmm. and you take them seriously <laughs> in their own little world. I mean, that's that's what Star Wars is to me is just um, this this great fun sandbox to play in and and exchange ideas with your friends about and enjoy with family. I think you might have offended a lot of Trekkies out there. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if that was a slight. Well, I didn't <laughs> say anything about Star Trek, did I? They're out there saying happy holidays, like that article Father said. <laughs> so instead of May the Fourth, <laughs> it's it's funny because my brother is watching the stream and he's the Trekkie in the family, so uh, <laughs> he might have words for me later. <laughs> That's because he's I, not a Star Wars. Fan. <laughs> there you go. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> I I just want to you know piggyback right off what what Angela is saying. I mean, it's it's and, and what Father said earlier too, using the word nostalgia, which sometimes gets a bad rap, but it's not you know not nostalgia like living in the past. It's it's you know honestly, Star Wars feels kind of like uh, uh, a friend that's you know been around like my whole life. You know, like there was no period of my life that that didn't have it. And what's so cool is you know of course we've all seen. Um, we're not old guys, but we're getting older, you know, and we've, you're seeing these these people who, um, you know, for one reason or another, like grew up with, especially now with the Clone Wars, uh, with, the, with the news and the buzz of that. You know, it's neat for me to see, like, some of my students in high school and stuff like growing up with their doorway into Star Wars was Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see Clone Wars till like two years ago. Like it just was off. I couldn't have access to it for a while until recently and all that kind of stuff. So um, for me, it really is rooted in the original trilogy growing up in the wake of that when uh, I was we, we were born, my brother and I, just after when it was in theaters and stuff. So we didn't see it in theaters till the uh, special edition came out. Uh, and that was the first movie we went to see. Kind of my dad dropped us off on our own to go see, you know. Uh, and consequently, as fate would have it, that theater, it's not my favorite theater anymore, but that's the one that we ended up because of ticket sales and stuff seeing Rise of Skywalker in, which oh, was cool. kind of cool. Nice. <laughs> just happened that way. So it, it's just been this thing. It's been with me my whole life. And as I've gotten older, you know, there were periods where it was like, you know, a little you'd be a little embarrassed. And I know Dave Filoni even has, has said in some interviews about like you kind of get sick of just always being teased. But now, like, I feel like it's just over the last really since the prequels, I feel like more and more like just sort of I don't want to say socially acceptable, but kind of, you know, what I mean, like it's mm-hmm. just I think more people appreciate it. It has grown. It's continuing to grow. There's there's prospect for it growing in this just incredible way. Um, and the last thing I'd say is like Angela said about the, the fun aspect of it, this is difficult cause I'm not going to, <laughs> we, we, we didn't make fun of trickies. I'm also not making fun of Lord of the Rings fans cause I'm one of them. <laughs> um, but for me, so like Lord of the Rings for me is actually my more between these two sort of mythos, you know, comparing that one is the much deeper and richer one for me personally. But I'm not going to like, you know, go out and, and have like a like a wizard fight with my daughter outside as as <laughs> rapidly as I might have a lightsaber fight. Mm-hmm. Like right. for whatever reason, it's more like it opens itself to more to play, I feel. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. uh, but it's not that it's not deep either. You know, so we've been talking a lot on the show lately about some of these really deep things oh, that yeah. have come Super up, deep. you know, in these these animated <laughs> episodes, you know, and, and uh, let alone the live action ones which just shows that it's, you know, it's so much beyond like cartoon versus like a real people. And it's more serious. It's all one thing uh, that's really increasingly diverse. And uh, yeah, so there's, that's just some of my reasons for loving it as much as I do. Yeah, for me, it's uh, again, it, it started with with family. I mean, when I was a young age, I was in 
don't know, maybe at some point in elementary school, my, my parents introduced the movie to me and, and they weren't big Star Wars fans. I mean, my parents, you know, they, uh, they each migrated from Iraq and they were still in Iraq when the first movie came out and they're like, Oh, this is, this is a movie that we watch in Iraq when it was like a global <laughs> phenomenon. Like this is, this movie is a big deal. They didn't appreciate it. They didn't get it. But, um, but when I, wa- when I watched it, I was, uh, captivated by it. And then, and then I really, my, my, my fandom really started in, in middle school, um, when, when Phantom Menace came out and, um, I had a couple of friends that were super, super into star Wars. Like, um, even before the, that movie came out, they, they were all into the novels and stuff and, and, uh, they, they, they really got me into it. And then I remember going to the theater being dropped off, you know, and, and watching with all my friends when, you know, when the, when the film came out and it was this, you know, that, that, that theater experience stays, stays with me more than any, any other one. Um, so it's, uh, again, uh, that nostalgia factor is obviously a big part of it. I mean, when you, whenever you see these characters, uh, you know, come back in, when you see like that first trailer for like when Force Awakens came out, like when you see, you know, Harrison Ford on screen and, and, and Chewbacca, it's like it, it, it hits a certain part, part of you, you know, in, in a way a few things do. And Disney knows how to bank on that more than anyone else. But, um, you know, we're here for it. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's. It's really it's 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 always uh, been with me and like and like you're saying it's it's a little it's it's more accepted now it's cooler now to be a Star Wars fan you know than maybe before, um, but uh, and that's just that just makes it um, you know fans being it being more accepted allows allows like the these stories to keep coming to life and and you know it, we're we're able to uh, you know move into this new sort of future of Star Wars and and see what it evolves into. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's funny listening to you guys because it's not about family for me, except for my own like nuclear family. Because uh, growing up, I was like the complete oddball in my family. Uh, my brother's very much into sports. My mom's very down to earth. My dad's uh, has an incredible propensity to fall asleep. <laughs> any movie like, we, i've tried to watch the matrix like 20 times with him and he has fallen asleep every single time it's amazing uh so you know like i was i was the star wars fan and it was i had little kenner toys uh yeah you know before i even knew what the movie was i just had this these little kenner toys that i would play with and then I, when I first saw the movie, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like my toys came to life. And <laughs> so it was, it was a big deal for me. And, uh, and, you know, and I loved Star Wars. Like I was the, the, the kid that would, you know, just read and read and read and read and read all, like every single novel that came out, every comic book that came out, I could name to you all of the different variations on the attack transports. Uh, and, you know, I knew all of the different blaster types and what they were and what they were good at and, and all of the backstory and history as it existed and changed because, a lot of people don't realize that it it has not been this huge established canon the way it is. It's always been very shifty. And as more things come into existence, we start to see a real story where there was only like rumor or speculation or something before. So, you know, I've, I've stayed through all of that. And, and it, it, it upsets me because like you guys are talking about it. So it upsets me when people call it a kid story yeah. because <laughs> it's yeah. the, the insinuation. Well, it is and it is. Yeah, right. well, and that's and that's the, and the insinuation there is that it's something to be dismissed. Whereas, right, you know, right, right. My, my turn to that is that you're you're talking about fairy tales. You're talking about yeah. Grimm's fairy tales. You're talking about Mother Goose rhymes. You're talking about these things that stay with you for your entire life because you you took the lessons in from them when you were a child, and 
the nostalgia you guys are talking about. It's like going back to that sense of uh, a core value, a core principle of who we are and being able to just touch on something simply and open the door to the, to the greater breadth of it. You know, like, like we've been doing with talking about some of these really deep themes that are coming up in this essentially kids show mm-hmm. in the clone wars. And, um, you know, the Mandalorian's a little bit more mature, but it still is that kind of, fantastical fun uh light-hearted uh approach to science fiction not like blade runner or something like that uh so i i hate it when people dismiss it with that statement because to me that's, that's such an important part of what makes it really impressive and really worthwhile mm. well said yeah yeah i'm gonna um share a little bit of my story which i i think might be well it's coming from a more deeper personal uh, level uh and and i would say that uh I, for me star wars being a star wars fan um at least today is sort of a reclamation of my inherent goodness um and and i'll explain what i mean by that because when i was a kid um my first introduction really to star wars was attack of the clones uh me and my my brother saw it in theaters and before that, I Yoda creeped me out as a kid, so I'd never really gotten to it <laughs> until Attack of the Clones. So Attack of the Clones was like this total mind-blowing sort of experience. And so then I started to to read the novels and, and watch the other movies and just really loved it. But when I was in uh, junior high and high school, then I was reading. And so the books became sort of my friends uh, because I wasn't mm. I didn't necessarily have a lot of friends in high school. And, um, so, so the books were just awesome for me in that, in that world. Uh, but also I was, I was bullied a lot in, in high school, junior high and high school. And so one of the things that that I was bullied for was being kind of the, the geek and the nerd and the, the goody two shoes and, um, you know, the, the smarty pants, whatever, whatever you want to say. But I, I internalized that as my, my hobby of reading star Wars is something to be frowned upon is something to be ashamed Mm. of. Mm. And, and so I, but I loved it so much. I, I, I never gave it up, but I sort of became a closet Star Wars nerd, if you will. <laughs> so I collected the novels and, and I still have uh, the majority of, of most of them. And so, you know, when I'd invite friends over, they would be surprised at how many novels I, I had because I was never really, <laughs> yeah. you know, vocal about it. And, um, and so I just, even going into college, it was still something that I just kind of hid away and it wasn't until I went into seminary and started to just kind of process like why I reacted that way and what that meant for me and who am I, who am I in the eyes of God? Who am I, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the, the most fundamental human question, you know, who am I? You yeah. know, I started to have to really play with that and, and look at that. And I, and I finally came to this, you know, full understanding of who I was and who I am is a beloved son of God, the father, which is, you know, every single one of us is a beloved son or daughter of God who loves us and created us. And he created us with that inherent goodness that we are created mm. good. And so, you know, as long as we are not sinning in some way, the, 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 the things that we like are also good. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't right. until that point that it, I finally like put the pieces together. Like my love of star Wars is not something to be ashamed of but rather it's something that adds to the uniqueness of who I am and it reveals, yeah. you know, God's creative work in my own life. So, uh, 
that's kind of <laughs> my story in a nutshell. But I've I've embraced it very clearly uh, since since that point, and um, you know, have kind of taken on the the mantra of Father Fett and and the the podcast, and you know, <laughs> so I really enjoy it. And one of the other things that it's it really has helped with is when I encounter people now, just either whether they're parishioners or whether they're um, just random people at comic cons that I go to. It, it allows me as a priest to be relatable and approachable. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's just, it's a really cool thing to, um, to not just kind of be that mystical priest that you can't talk to, you can't relate to. <laughs> right. Um, but rather I'm just a normal guy like everybody, um, with the particular calling to be uh, a priest, but yes, I will go to the, the midnight, uh, release of, the force awakens, you know, and, and just yeah. enjoy that kind of stuff. So that's kind of in a nutshell, what, what being a star Wars fan means to me personally. And I, and I hope that, um, other, other people can, can see that in their own lives as, as something to, to embrace. It's, it's a, it's a way mm -hmm. that God, you know, shows his, his creative hand in each of our lives. So, very cool. Um, so the next kind of section that I wanted to do, since this is a video podcast, I wanted to do a bit of uh, show and tell. So I, I asked each of my co-hosts to, um, to share up to two items, uh, their favorite Star Wars item, whatever it might be uh, that they have. And so to, to kind of show it off and talk about it. So since I went last on the first set of, of uh, questions, I'm going to go first this time. Go for it. So, um, so I have my my first thing that I want to show you is, yeah, yes, the Mandalorian <laughs> helmet. But right. there's something there's something particularly unique about it. You can kind of see it in the video. Is that this is a Django Fett helmet that I made, and it is made completely out of cardboard. Nice. <laughs> so nice. like it's all glued together and. <laughs> And uh, I made nice. this when I was a deacon, actually. And awesome. Was, <laughs> it was, yeah, I was on a summer assignment and, um, you know, at the parish and things were kind of quiet. So I just took it upon myself to go research how to do this because I've always wanted a Django Fett helmet because he's one of my absolute favorite characters. And, of course, you can see behind me that I have an actual Django Fett helmet mm. now, yeah. but I didn't <laughs> uh, four years ago. So... I took it upon myself to build a cardboard one and I can actually wear it, but the, the problem with it is the way that the card cardboard hardened is it kind of squashes my nose and it's really uncomfortable to wear. So <laughs> I don't wear it, but I, I keep it and it's just really, really cool. So that's pretty sweet. That's item number one. Item number two for me is, is speaking of the clone wars, this is a, uh, it's, the novel for the Phantom Menace. So, but Ooh. what's what's unique about it, and I'll kind of show it up, is that this is only one of five thousand wow. copies that were ever produced, and there's all signed by Terry Brooks, and it's a wow. particularly um, unique edition of this particular novel. So, I'm a novel fan, of course, and so when I found yeah. this, um, in fact, my brother Greg would would be irritated if I didn't tell this but he actually found it at the at this bookstore that we were we were both at and he pointed it out to me and i of course decided to buy it on the spot so um just a yeah and i mean with clone wars and darth maul and everything um something i wanted to show off so 
those are cool. those are awesome. my two show and tell uh items <laughs> and uh yeah one of you guys can can uh can go next all right, we'll do reverse order. I, okay, I will yeah. grab mine. So, uh, you know, you talk about community and Star Wars, and um, I'm I'm a role-playing game player, so I do uh, tabletop role-playing games. I had a group that I was with for years, uh, and we would meet every week for years. And uh, one of the things that I did was I created and uh, ran a uh, Star Wars RPG. I don't know if you can see that. Nice. Closer, or... there. Uh, closer or further away, one of the two. It's a character yeah. sheet, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and oh, your, it, your background's blurred. I think that might yeah, have been I think it. What it yeah. is. Uh, so I, it's a character sheet for a Star Wars um, uh, for a Star Wars campaign that I, I created. Now, there, there are some in existence. I have played those as well. I was not satisfied with them because they were focused primarily on um, primarily on like the the combat systems and things like that. And so what I did was I delved a lot more into the morality and destiny sense of things. And so the characters had to go through these shatter points along their, uh, along their creation of, of their character. And so many of them chose Jedi and they had to choose at certain points, whether they wanted to fulfill a light or a dark destiny. And so they had to, you know, kind of confront their, their Sith nature. And, and it was fantastic because it ended up making some very dramatic points for the characters. Uh, so we played that for probably about two and a half years. I think we were playing that campaign and it came to a fantastic close. It was just a really explosive kind of tying everything back together. Really great. Excellent Star Wars story, if I do say so myself. <laughs> and when I parted with them as the DM, they gave me a <laughs> holocaust. Wow. Which nice. is awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay. Oh, and it <laughs> opens. Opens. Wow. And it has a book inside it, and it has a, 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 a it has a crystal, a Jedi crystal, and a, a symbol in it. And everything. This this is fantastic. So yes. this is well out of the reach of my seven children, so they cannot touch it. <laughs> so when I brought it down tonight to look at it, they're all like, "What is that thing, Dad?" <laughs> nothing. Nothing to see here. Did Never. you do that? <laughs> <laughs> this is not the toy you're looking for. Uh, so that is by far and away my favorite Star Wars thing that I have. <laughs> I guess Andrew, are you up next then, or? Oh, sure, I'll go. I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I found I actually found this recently in my uh, parents' uh, garage. I was uh, there were some boxes that I've had left over since I've left the house, and um, you know I was going through it, and and I, I was actually surprised and happy to find this. It is the. Uh, Star Wars uh, Episode One: Phantom Menace official souvenir book that hey. I got at the that I got at the premiere. Wow! Uh, nice. Yeah, when I saw it in middle school, and I was just flipping through this. I mean, it's it's uh, you know it's got your typical behind the scenes stuff uh, and uh, you know cast breakdowns and uh, all that sort of. You know, it just took me back to that time, and um, it's uh, uh, yeah, I, I vividly remember getting this. Like they were giving it out at, at the premiere I was at, and um, uh, I'm, I was just shocked that I still had it um, and very happy, obviously. So I'm going to make sure I keep it in, uh, in good condition. I don't know how rare this is. I, I, haven't, I, didn't, I haven't looked it up, but um, it was it was pretty special. This is like the I think the the oldest thing I, that I that I own that I can remember. That's that's Star Wars. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I also have these. Uh, if I want to show off one more thing, uh, I got this at Comic Con a few years ago. It's uh um it's the star wars it's the black series 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If anyone's into uh, you know the uh, figurines, and this is uh, has Ray and uh, nice. old wow. Luke. Yeah, and I very uh, cool. Yeah, I cosplayed as Luke. I think one of the only times I've ever cosplayed, like seriously, and I actually made. I, I, I wish I still had it. I made the robotic arm. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah, very cool. And, yeah, <laughs> um, but I have a picture. Maybe I could hold it up of of me and my wife at at Comic Con. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and she's she's Daria, which has nothing to do with uh, <laughs> Star Wars. Yep, <laughs> I see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was yeah, that was fun. I spent countless hours just with hot glue and burning myself uh, making that thing. I wish I still had to show off, but at least I have the picture. <laughs> well, I don't have um. My up, up, I can't get it upstairs because it would wake it would wake my three year old up. But because I forgot when we started this, but uh, I have uh, Thomas. What what you were saying reminded me. I was uh, from 1995 for many years into the whole uh, decipher Star Wars customizable card game yes. world. Yes, and so game. I've got a lot of those uh-huh. around, you know. So I was digging those up the other day, and I, I had some extras. And like my daughter's like, "Is that Obi Wan?" Like, "Yeah, you can have that one." It's like, "Oh, okay, I don't want it. You can have it." Because, you know, she'll like it for two minutes and give it back. So I, I have those. Those are probably that was a big kind of gateway for me in to a real kind of fandom, probably like middle school. Um, but really, if this isn't cheating, I, I've got sort of the, my two things, my setting here. So every time we if, if I can do this without making anyone seasick here, let me turn this around. Um, every time we record, uh, this is what I'm looking at. So I have this little oh, shelf here, oh, wow. which is cool. And I love this. This Kylo Ren centerpiece thing is so sweet. So it's like the frozen like laser yeah. bolt here, like floating from like, you know, when they're on um, uh, Jakku, oh, you know, yeah. and then the, like the fire in front of them. So that's kind of cool. The Death Star was a gift from my uh, my brothers in law for Christmas. One of the many gifts. And then the other the, the second thing I would just say is if, if you can see all the lightsabers on the wall behind <laughs> me here. Um, so the two ones with the blades were the, the, the Force FX ones, which are awesome. And I just want to point out. As big of a fan as I am, I could never, from just me personally, I could never justify buying one of those. So the Anakin one, a party, um, a Christmas party at my wife's cousin's house, and we're talking about Force Awakens had just come out. She's like, well, you know, um, she's like, we have some like lightsabers in the basement. Like we have some extra ones. Do you want ones? And my wife is looking at me like, don't, don't. I'm like. I didn't say anything. <laughs> so what happened was my uncle is super generous and he's, they, they have two sons and two daughters. So when the prequels are coming out, you know, he's just like, he comes home with four like FX lightsabers. Now the boys are wild and they're going nuts. And the, the two girls, you know, now I'm not saying girls don't love star Wars, Angela. I mean, you know more about it than I ever could, <laughs> but like, the, these, these two girls were just like, I, uh, that's not really my thing. Like, and they're watching their brothers run around, like hit each other with lightsabers. Like, eh. <laughs> so these were like in the box, like from the like, 2005, like untouched. So she's like, just take it. I'm like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then they, uh, then they got me the, uh, the Vader one over here for like Christmas a few years later. So I, those are pretty awesome. But the, just on that note, I just had to show you guys this. I made this. Okay. Mm-hmm. In like 1994, so like my grandfather had some wood in the basement. So I just went down and I started gluing popsicle sticks on this thing. So it, it's it's an it, this was my first attempt at sort of like a like an Anakin's, you know, hilt sort of thing. So I found it in my parents' basement. So I'm you with you on looked, that, Andrew. You just went to get dry, too. Just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, just like, I didn't I didn't activate it. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there were there's lots of stuff around here. And my wife made me that uh, yarn, the uh, the child 
from oh, Mandalorian. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know how I justified more than two. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you, you know how I justified buying a Force FX uh, lightsaber was I bought it for my wedding. Um, I so at my wedding, yeah, for uh, at a at yeah. a Chaldean wedding, at a Chaldean wedding is very you have this very traditional to have like these dancing sticks. Uh, a lot of <laughs> just, yeah, use that too. So I was like, I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna use a traditional dancing stick. I'm gonna come out with a lightsaber. Oh, so awesome. I actually bought one and came out with a. I have a Luke Perfect. Skywalker one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Is there video footage of this? There is absolutely video footage. Oh, <laughs> I'll send it. I'll send it, send it around. Share, yes. man. Yeah. Share. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, speaking of lightsabers, uh, my first thing is actually a drawing from uh, one of my best friends who's a, a priest. And um, he doesn't he always gives me something really simple for my birthday, like a box of Cheez-Its or like something you can get at the dollar store, because he's also a religious priest. And so he doesn't have a lot <laughs> as far as his budget goes. Um, but this past year, he actually drew me something and he's not really the artistic type, but I don't know if you can see that. Oh, it's, nice. a, it's a lightsaber, and it says, "Heed the call to the light, let go of the dark." Oh, nice! So, awesome. you know, um, for me, he probably didn't think it was much, but I know he spent a lot of time on it, and uh, it was very personalized. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, I just thought that was cool. And then another thing, um, friends and family. So, um, my mother-in-law bought me the teapot oh. that is the death star um so it's you can take it apart see so you've got the oh, oh uh, sweet that is yeah sweet. yeah so i'm a big tea drinker i don't drink coffee i drink tea um and i did not own a teapot believe it or not so um this was my very first teapot and i enjoy it very much so yeah I drink out of the Death planets. Star. <laughs> it feels kind of weird, though, like if I make a red tea, because then I'm like pouring yes. this red liquid out of the Death Star and drinking it. It's kind of like, what am I doing? But yeah. Nice. So. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you guys for sharing. That was really cool. So we are going to move into our next uh, segment. And these... I'm sort of, we're calling them just like Star Wars party questions. So um, these are going to kind of be rapid fire questions that I'm going to throw out. And I will just um, kind of go in a certain order because it'll just make it easier. So Thomas, you'll be first, Andrew, second, Angela, third, Mike, fourth, and I will conclude. Um, and so, you know, for each of the questions that I throw at you, um, a little, little explanation is okay, but, uh, try to keep it, we'll just keep it, keep it moving. Cause there's, <laughs> there's a bunch and then we've got, we do have some, uh, listener questions as well. So first question, if someone who isn't currently a fan of star Wars asks you what they should view, read to get into star Wars for the first time, what would you recommend Thomas? Uh, all right. So, uh, the, the starting point you have to watch uh, new hope you have to start with a new hope and and then you can move out from there rogue one i, th I think it appeals to a mass audience and it, it has enough of the old you know connections to the old stories uh to, to the to skywalker you know movies to uh intrigue people to get into it i'm laughing because in my in my notes i wrote uh episode four no rogue one no uh so i finally settled on <laughs> i finally settled on mandalorian so watch <laughs> that's, that good. that's good 
And I, I had the same battle. So I may be uh, Rogue One and Episode 4 right after it. So. <laughs> My battle was with uh, the original trilogy and Timothy Zahn's trilogy Ooh. from yeah. back back in the 80s or back in the early 90s uh yeah so yeah but you got to start with the trilogy <laughs> yeah so second question who is your favorite star wars hero or villain or do both oh gosh now you now you throw me through. um i <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean vader 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 obviously um but i i think i also really have enjoyed ahsoka i she's grown on me so much through her journey i'll have to second vader i mean if you include you know his the anakin storyline you know before he turned to vader before he became a villain and all that uh from the shows to the comics to whatever you know the movies it's vader uh it was palpatine for a while but rise of skywalker kind of ruined that for me a little bit (laughs) but uh i I mean i'm still a big palpatine fan (laughs) but yeah i'm always a sucker for for luke I'd say top two heroes would be Obi-Wan and Ahsoka and top two villains would be Cad Bane and Asajj Ventress. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, I, I would say Obi-Wan's always the top of my list and I never really entirely feel like I know why 100%, but he just is. And uh, mm-hmm. villain, um, you know, the ones you guys said all pretty obvious, and, and but maybe a not so obvious one uh, relatively recently introduced into canon. I really liked Thrawn yeah. in mm-hmm. Rebels. Yes. And he yes. just like in the pipe organ with him and like made the hair go up on my neck. Like just as a, you know, not a, even a, like he could maybe be in another show, you know, like it wasn't, if you didn't know his background and the stories and stuff like that, like the, um, the other uh, novels and all that. But I, yeah, he's, he's, he's a pretty chilling one, I think for me. <laughs> I think it's probably goes without saying my favorite villain is Django Fett. <laughs> um, favorite hero is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And their fight scenes in Attack of the Clones is kind of what got me hooked on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Question three. What is your favorite ship? The blockade runner. I, the classic mm. first ship you see blockade runner. Absolutely. Um, gosh. I mean, obviously Millennium Falcon. Uh, it's, it's a piece of junk, but it's also like the, <laughs> the fastest ship in the galaxy. Um, and, uh, and I love the design of, uh, Darth Vader's, uh, TIE fighter, the, the next mm-hmm. one, uh, it's just so menacing. And I like how TIE fighters look, even though they look like they're not practical at all the way that they're designed, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's really, uh, it's a cool ship and, uh, at ats, I'll just throw yeah. those out there. Exactly. <laughs> So I was struggling with this, but I settled on the Falcon just because of what we learned about L3 from Solo. Mm-hmm. From Solo, yeah. I'm I'm really into the Razor Crest mm-hmm. um, nice. from Mandalorian. It's yeah, just, yeah, it's it's fun. It's It's got that bucket of bolts, you know, sort of Millennium Falcon aspect to it. It's not a ship that really a lot of people are going to be talking about. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like that one. I decided to go with one that is kind of obscure because of the main Millennium Falcon kind of things. So I went with the Jedi Starfighter from Star Wars Episode Two, mm. um, and the yeah, reason for cool. reason yeah. for that was yeah. because I remember playing the video game Jedi Starfighter and just oh, nice. really enjoyed that. Yeah. So, okay, next question: What would your lightsaber look like? Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is tough. Uh, so I, I really like I, I like the sleeker designs. And I like the uh, the there was a series of post uh, 
post original series or post everything that was uh, white lightsabers with these uh, imperial like uh, follow downs. Uh, and it's not canon anymore. It was like Luke's son. And there was this whole series. It was awesome. But they had white lightsabers and they were very sleek. They were almost like katanas. That would be my, my mm. lightsaber design. Well, I love uh, Darth Maul's lightsaber. So I w- it would be a double-sided lightsaber like that. And I would probably make it green like Luke's. And green is like one of my favorite colors. So I love Ahsoka a lot. Um, I would definitely do the two blades, um, white blades. And my hilts would be invisible until I ignite the saber. Oh, <laughs> very cool. Okay, that's awesome. I just I had I picked one off my wall. It would be this one, I think, which all of these were made from Home Depot um, <laughs> when I was a new dad and was like, I need to go do something that I can control for a minute. Um, so, so, yeah, pro, uh, I think I go back and forth between blue and green, but I'm feeling blue today. So <laughs> and I definitely would go green lightsaber and I don't really know what style I would like, except for I would like it to be made out of Beskar. Ooh, nice. So, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Based on your personality, which force power would you likely have? And I threw in an extra one. Uh, which force power would you want? So one based on your personality and one based on what you actually would want to have. I think personality wise, mine would be the ability to calm people. Uh, just I have the tendency to do that. And so just kind of that, that situation. I love that moment. And, um, Phantom Menace when uh when Qui Gon reaches across and just like completely calms down too much uh, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <That was so laughs> um, I think what would I want? I would love to have. I would love to just be able to have the Force push power. That's so awesome to yeah. me. Um, based on my personality, probably uh, Force persuasion. Um, <laughs> I, I I'd like to think I'm pretty good at uh, trying to get my way. Um, and, and in turn, that's probably the one I would want <laughs> because of that. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it would also be cool to, to, to have, um, the, the force healing powers, uh, I mean, for obvious reasons and, and, you know, just to, to help people out. Yeah. So for me, um, mine are the same for both questions. Um, there's this really cool Jedi that not a lot of people know about. His name is Quinlan Voss, and he has this really cool um, power to touch an object and then he can see the memories of the last yeah. person who had contact with that object. And um, that goes with my personality just because I really try to see people and and I like to hear people's stories and uh, to know about them. So uh, and I also like puzzles. So I think he kind of he uses that to sort of like solve problems. So, mm. yeah. Well, I, I'm, I would say force healing, It's which I didn't expect to say, but it popped in my head when you asked, Father, because it's like I um, I used to tie it to like a, my, my affinity for Wolverine. That's a different whole thing. But I was like, yeah. I tend to heal very quickly and I don't really know why, but I'm glad I do. And yeah. so I was like, if I could give that to someone else, you know, that would be really, really handy. Which one I would like to have if the sort of like force projection thing didn't take so much out of you and you could basically bilocate like Padre <laughs> Pio, yes. that would come in handy. You know, I'd like oh, to be yeah. able to be in two places at the same time sometimes. <laughs> So for me, um, force healing would be would be probably one based on personality, but not healing myself, but healing other people, um, mm-hmm. because one of the identities of priest is the divine physician. So 
Uh, what I would want is I would want telekinesis. I want to move things with my mind. I want to move rocks. <laughs> we all do it. Right. We all do it. Right. Every one of yep. you sits there and looks at doors, and you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, Remember that that old car commercial with the kid doing that and like yeah. the the truck. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. And then that moves the button. That's, that's yeah, epic. <laughs> or just when you walk into the grocery store, it's like, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We've all done that, <laughs> right? You, you can't be a Star Wars fan and <laughs> not do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next question. What type of droid would you want to be for a day? All right, I don't have a type. I have a very specific droid. <laughs> okay. I want to be HK-47 from all, the Old Republic. Yes, if you have yes, not yes. that character, he's fantastic. He is the uh, just a smack talk droid. That's what he does. He's a hunter-killer droid, but he's been told not to hunt kill. And so everything he talks about, he refers to all living beings as meat bags continuously. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to be. Okay. <laughs> um, I think I think obviously for me it would be R two D two just because of like the breadth of knowledge that he has and like he's he spent time with obviously with Anakin and 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 you know he's he's kind of his story kind of like bleeds through the whole Skywalker uh, you know narrative and um, just just to just to be a part of like just to have that 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 information or like that memory you know RAM or whatever uh, would be amazing um, but I, I would also love to be IG eleven. Mm. Uh, on that last day of, of yeah. his last day, <laughs> just being, you're uh, like badass. just just you know doing it for the greater good. Um, for me, an astromech, just because mm. I think it would be fun to stick my little arm into all those little sockets and spin the wheels and learn all this <laughs> secret information about the empire and cool stuff. So yeah, mine was weird. I said a gonk droid. And only because, <laughs> not not because life is easy, you know, we see them getting picked on plenty of times, but I just feel like it's just acceptable for you to take your time. <laughs> you know, like, they don't ever do anything fast. <laughs> Angela, I'm with you. I would be an astromech droid. And not because of all the information that they can get, but because of all the cool adventures they get to have by riding mm-hmm. around in those, in those fighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next question. On which planet would you build your vacation home? Dagobah. Okay. I love Dagobah. Okay. I know. I'm well, weird. I, love human, but... I love it. <laughs> oh man. Um, I thought about this. I, I think ultimately it would be Tatooine because I would like to be just in the, it would be nice to be isolated in the middle of the desert. And I like the desert and, um, you know, to have like an underground sort of house, it seems pretty cool, you know, like a little, like a, like a hut or something. Um, and, uh, and, you know, maybe I'll meet some interesting people along the way. Cause it seems like, uh, a lot of people just end up there. So <laughs> I think there'll be some adventure there too. Well, I wanted somewhere scenic and at first I thought Naboo, but I didn't want to run into Palpatine. So I decided on Kashyyyk. Mm. Mm. Nice. Good one. I did go with Naboo. It reminded me the most of Italy. So. Mm. <laughs> Angela, I'm with you. I went with Kashyyyk because wow. I want to. I want to dwell in the in the trees. Nice, and it's tropical. I, I thought I would be pretty safe there too with all those wikis. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> here is a time appropriate question. If you had to be quarantined on a Star Wars planet with one other character, where would you go, and who would you go with? Obi Wan. <laughs> Uh, where would I go though? That's the question. Um, 
I think we'd have the most luck being quarantined on Hoth. So <laughs> I'll take that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah I would I, I was also gonna say Obi Wan. Uh, yeah, where would we go? I mean, I, I would just like I would just like to go like to Costco with him. You know, <laughs> just, <laughs> you you know just uh, strange planet. Yeah, is this <laughs> yeah beat the lines. You know, like <laughs> you know not have to wait in the line, just force persuade our our way through, and probably won't even have to pay. You know, <laughs> leaving. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's during quarantine. I think he would be the best person to to be around. I think for sure we know Andrew likes to get his way after this podcast. <laughs> if anything, persuasion. Yeah. Okay, mine's totally out of canon, but I would go with Ahsoka to Scarif. Hmm. Ooh, let's go. <laughs> I might bump into you on Scarif because I I love I love the beach scenery. So that was yeah. I was thinking along the same lines, but I was going to go with Plo Koon because he's always got a mask on and I'm not going to catch anything <laughs> from him. So, See, I was thinking along the lines of you. I was thinking practical. I would go to Octo with Ray because there if I go. got sick, Ray could just heal me. So, well, there you go. So. Perfect. <laughs> okay, this is sort of an open-ended question, but um, give your favorite best Star Wars recommendation. All right, so little-known uh, comic book series called The Golden Age of the Sith, and um, it's it, it's when it came out in 96. Um, it was when I was really, really deep into Star Wars lore, and it talks about, like, the origins of the Sith, but it's all laced together with this tale of this brother and sister who are discovering hyperdrive technology. So it gives you, like, a really good history view of Star Wars from a completely different perspective. Yeah, mine is also a comic book it's uh vader down um uh, it's if uh, this is like with again darth vader being like probably my favorite character i mean this this comic series really shows you how powerful he is i mean really in the, in in the uh the original films you know you just got flashes of how powerful he really was it wasn't really until the end of rogue one where he really mm-hmm. saw like mm-hmm. okay this guy can really uh pummel through uh you know uh, anyone and anything in his path and this series though really really uh um concentrates on how powerful he is and and what what he had to go through um and um it's 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 really it's brilliantly the illustration the is brilliant and the storytelling is great it's my favorite star wars comic period um and uh, i think a lot of people would enjoy it So mine is a novel um, and it's basically a recommendation if you've never read a Star Wars book before and you want to start, I would suggest Star Wars Bloodline, which is a fairly new novel that came out. Um, It's written by Claudia Gray, who, in my opinion, is one of the best authors in Star Wars novels. Um, And it takes place 20 years after Return of the Jedi, um, focuses on Leia. So you get to spend time with Leia, learn more about her and what she goes through um, trying to avoid telling people that Darth Vader was her father. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mine's a a novel, too. It's from uh, Legends, you know, so it's not canon. But uh, my wife got it for from Christmas a few years ago. It's uh, just called Kenobi by uh, John Jackson Miller. Mm Mm-hmm. And what's neat is uh, I read it probably like two years before any announcement or even hint was made about an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And I just went nuts because, you know, I, I there's plenty of things that they could change, you know, for the Obi-Wan series. That would be totally fine, even if they didn't do anything quite like that. But it's the same kind of concept, you know, like what, you know, him on Tatooine 
dealing with everything that's happened to him, trying to, you know, commune with, with Qui-Gon and, you know, like Yoda hinted that he was going to teach him. Um, and then he gets, you know, it's this whole, like the Ronin type samurai thing. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. have this, this order that he's part of anymore, but it's in his blood, you know? And so he's a Jedi, he can't hide it. And there's people that need help, uh, you know, with this local issue on Tatooine. So I, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Mine is also, um, books from the legends universe uh it's the the fate of the jedi series which is which was the farthest forward post return of the jedi that the legends universe ever played with in the novel form Mm -hmm. but the whole series itself is sort of it's based around the premise of of the odyssey and so it's based around the Mm -hmm. premise of luke and his son in the legends universe ben going off on this quest um, so rather than some galactic civil war or anything, it's sort of, it's based around that and, and it's my favorite, all time favorite, uh, series of books ever. So that would be my recommendation. Um, cool. going to books, the next question is what is your favorite star Wars novel and do you read or listen on audiobook? I, I read uh, Star Wars books. I don't know why I never really listened to any of them on audio, um, but I, I like the the novel Shatterpoint. Uh, it mm-hmm. follows Mace Windu. Uh, it's the very first Clone Wars multimedia project that came out. So it was after the movie, but then kind of related to that whole thing. And uh, really, really good book with lots of deep probing questions about what it is to be a Jedi what it is to follow the light side of the force, uh, what it is to fall from the light side of the force. Um, so I uh, definitely recommend it. And then, like I said, when I, when I made my RPG, uh, that's what I wanted to have the feel of was that, you know, centralizing destinies and choices that the, the Jedi made. Um, my, I haven't read many Star Wars books, but of the ones I've read, uh, the one that comes to mind, one of the first ones I read was uh, uh, Shadows of the Empire. And, mm. um, yeah, I just remember, uh, that I think that's the first book I actually remember reading that. And I read the novelization of, uh, a new hope. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's really before, um, the Phantom Menace came out. That was like what really got me, you know, like kind of nerd level into star Wars. Uh, cause my friends were all into the novels and, uh, I started reading them at a young age and uh, and that one I th- thought was like it's it's just a good bridge, um, I think from you know the original uh, tr- from the original trilogy and then going into uh, the prequels. So I mentioned Quinlan Voss and I mentioned Asajj Ventress. So uh-huh. I'm going to say Dark Disciple, which um, mm-hmm. pairs them together as an unlikely duo, um, and Quinlan has to learn the ways of the dark side in order to succeed in his mission for the Jedi Council. So he becomes a dark disciple and it's very, very intriguing and insightful. And Not for everybody of, though. And based off, off of Clone Wars episodes that never mm-hmm. aired. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I would, I would, you know, the, the Miller book I mentioned, Kenobi was probably my favorite, but, uh, but audio books, um, I'm, I've been interested in trying to get into those more because um, I don't know. It, it's, I wonder what it'll be like for me because I tend to, you know, remember and, and kind of learn better that way, you know, with certain books. But I, I don't know yet. I, it depends on who the characters are in it, because if I'm just imagining, you know, I don't know if, if uh, whoever's doing the voices and stuff isn't quite right. That sometimes throws me off. So yeah. we'll see. I'll give it a try. <laughs> 
So my uh, favorite Star Wars novel that I came up with, um, it kind of changes when I, over time, but uh, Star Wars Thrawn. So this is the canon mm. novel about um, how Thrawn kind of came into his own within the Empire. It's basically, though, a Sherlock Holmes detective novel with Thrawn being the Sherlock Holmes character. <laughs> um, and, and I do both. I listen and I read. And, and I would just make a plug that audiobooks are fantastic. And, um, you know, in general, uh, I do, I do quite a bit of driving. So audiobooks are, are awesome. Uh, Mark Thompson is my favorite of the Star Wars, uh, narrators. There's, there's a few others, but, uh, I think he does the voices very, very well. So going, uh, from novels to comics, what is your favorite comic series or episode, I guess? Uh, I like the Legend series. It follows uh, Luke's son uh, in the not-so-distant future from uh, Return of the Jedi, and it's uh, it's a really interesting take on how the, how the world kind of reconstructs itself from what was left uh, in the Empire's Ashes. Uh, yeah, it's, again, Vader down. Any, and any of this, the Star Wars Vader series that came out, like, I think around 2015 when that series started, um th- those are i think the best comics and then also uh i'll i'll plug in um nice of the old public from dark horse comics they they did a great job mm-hmm. with that story yeah you know I, I love art and storytelling but i haven't made my foray into the comics yet yeah i, I haven't too much either but i just recently came across the um uh the darth maul series with son of dathomir um mm. Mm-hmm. That was really and, and I really kind of stumbled upon it trying to just connect the dots and remember, you know, what or figure out what, where exactly he's been, you know, from Clone Wars where we, we left off with him. And then that, that gap to now him uh, on Mandalore and stuff in these last few episodes of season seven. So that was really helpful um, and just really pretty compelling. You know, I thought so. Those are pretty cool. And Thomas, I would agree with you. The Star Wars legacy in the Legends mm-hmm. universe with Cade Skywalker, a far distant uh, descendant of Luke. Um, oh, that's is, right. Yeah, he's descendant. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that would be my my favorite. Um, if you play Star Wars video games, which is your favorite? Back to back to old school, <laughs> man. Tie Fighters, yes. the Tie Fighter series. Yes. So good. It just so far beyond. Like it was. It was everything Wing Commander wanted to be, and with the Star Wars universe just strapped onto it. So it was excellent. <laughs> awesome. And 64, Star Wars Episode One Racer. I played that game more than any other Star Wars game, and, you know, probably more than any other game in general. Uh, maybe it's up there. Um, yeah, that, that game was just so much damn fun. And, and uh, the first Knights of the Old Republic game yeah. on, the, <laughs> on the original mm-hmm. Xbox site. Play, spent many hours if, playing that game as well. If you have a Nintendo Switch, Episode One Racer is coming to the Switch. I know, and I cannot wait. So. <laughs> I've played very limited video games in my day, um, and I've never owned a console, so no games for me. It's been a while for me, but I, I really enjoyed um, the uh, Jedi Knight 2, like the Jedi Academy mm-hmm. game was a lot of fun, Sorry. just the way you you could direct your character through that. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, when you said N64, Andrew, that reminded me of the uh, uh, Rogue Squadron. Yes. game on there um i totally forgot it's been so long but man yeah we played that for a long time <laughs> that was fun my my favorite is definitely knights of the old republic that's yeah. right yeah. yeah 
by hands down the my favorite. Can I can I tell you a fifteen second story real quick about that? Sure. It was my, it's my brother's story, but I he got really into that game and into Knights of the Old Republic, and he gets to the final fight, and he, it right after a cut scene, the game glitched and it froze, and it couldn't go back further than like where the glitch was, and I've never seen him like high school, and he was just like. Uh, like he'd been playing for weeks and, and it was just that would be oh my god at that point in the story though because <laughs> he's, that's, he, that's a like, big deal <laughs> he's he's in seminary now in philadelphia and he's still like i'll bring it up and he'll still get mad about it and it was like 20 years ago <laughs> 15 or whatever it is so funny i feel like i'd also be remiss here if i didn't mention the lego star wars uh, mm, games yeah because the lego star wars games are really really great if you want a great entry point into just the the goofiness that Star Wars could be, mm. that's the way to go. Okay, yep. <laughs> what is your favorite era for storytelling? Uh, High Republic, prequel, rebellion, post Return of the Jedi, Resistance. Um... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> more Star Wars. Right Just more Star Wars. <laughs> uh, if I had to pick one, uh, the Old Republic is. Uh, I really like the Old Republic. Yeah, if I had to pick one, Rebellion. I would say post-Return of the Jedi, picking up the pieces. Mm. Yeah, I, lately I've been feeling um, some more of the stuff. I don't know if it would be you know, between High Republic and prequel era, but but some of that stuff with like Mother Talzin and the Night Sisters and some of the lore, you know, maybe Plagueis, like just, you know, some some things that have been familiar but not really explored yet. So... Yep. Uh, for me, it would be the the High Republic era, the the Qui Gon Jinn sort of era. So all the way up until Phantom Menace, but not really going farther. Um, keep keep the comments. I imagine short on this, but what is, in your opinion, is the best Star Wars movie, and what is the worst Star Wars movie? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm not going to. Empire Strikes Back is the best. Period. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere else. <laughs> Um, yeah, Return of the Jedi is probably my favorite. Um, with Empire's Strikes Back is like they're probably like one A, one B. Worst movie. Um, sorry, Father, but it's Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I'm sorry. That <laughs> hurts. Is. That hurts. It just is. <laughs> oh my. I would say the worst movie was the Clone Wars animated oh, movie. True. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's yeah. the one, actually. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best movie, that would take forever for me to, you know, analyze. But so I'll say my favorite is Return of the Jedi. I'm, I'm an Empire Strikes Back guy. And I've tried. I feel like I've tried to be very open-minded. And it sometimes shifts, but it just seems it always comes back to, to that one for me. And I agree on the Clone Wars movie. <laughs> I think that's a the rest of it, but the, yeah. that's a universal consensus. I will put that as my least favorite. Or the holiday special, if we're counting that. <laughs> yeah, what? no, 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 no. <laughs> cinematic release. So, um, yeah, for me, the top one is Attack of the Clones. So, not necessarily because it's the best, but it's the one that resonates most with yeah. my my story um okay we're going to jump into a few of the questions that came up in uh the comments and i'm going to kind of uh jump through them so the first question and i'm sorry but the the comments have gotten long so i don't remember who asked these questions but i'm going to do my best to just ask them so the first question is do you guys need a beard to be a fan 
<laughs> Ask Angela. Angela, Angela comes up. <laughs> Never grown one, so. So no. Okay. It would be so funny if you had a fake beard tonight. <laughs> no, <it's... laughs> okay. Uh, what was the character from the original trilogy that you think added the most to the success of the films? Hmm. I would say Han Solo. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> he's the guy that grounds everything into a reality. You know, like everybody else is like wizards and sorcerers and and crazy. He's like the everyman. He's, he's, he's yeah. the guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's I, almost like the audience. Yeah, I think you probably, have to, Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just gonna add in like maybe I would add Vader to that too because you know he probably sold the most toys and costumes. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you want and, to talk success. And I would throw in Luke too because Luke is is very meant to be the the one also that you identify with and you grow with yeah so, so the, 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 i know but but we all start there <laughs> yeah but then by the by return of the jedi you know so um so another question um i i was a fan of the han solo movie and feel like there's more story to tell i don't think disney will make a sequel but do you think a han solo series would work Hmm. my biggest um hang up on that is just who would play han solo yeah um but besides that i think it would be yeah neat to you know see more of his adventures i think that was definitely the thing that everybody enjoyed about that movie was seeing his adventures Mm -hmm. um so and and revisiting his his humor and Mm -hmm. yeah i don't an animated one I don't think I don't think a live action one would work, though, because we've already had Serenity and Firefly uh, series. Yeah, that's that's as close as you're going to get to uh, a Han Solo like continued series. And it just yeah. didn't. I don't know. Maybe it was just way ahead of its time and it didn't resonate with people. But the, when Man- it was. the Mandalorian sort of has yeah. the same ish feel. Yeah. yeah. So it could be. I think uh, I've seen I think a Lando series would work. I think yeah, I would, I would yeah. watch. I, th- yeah. I like Donald Glover, and I think I think he would. Uh, if you can get a series with him going, I you think that'll yeah. do. Maybe a mini series. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you could even get if you did try an animated, you know, attempt at that. Depending on how you like the style they would adopt, and if they could get him, like they get some of the same voices that might connect too. But I don't know. It just might, it came to mind. Um, do you think Lucasfilm will do a Darth Vader series or movie? I'm inclined to say yeah. no. I hope um, not. Yeah. And I, I don't want to give too much away, but I hope that we have seen the absolute last scene of Darth Vader. <laughs> I, I yeah. hope, I, I very, very sincerely hope because, yeah, I very, very sincerely hope that we have seen the absolute last scene of, of Anakin Skywalker, period. I think it is possible to overdo him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And Disney, I would. Disney would. Disney would. I want to put it past them. I mean, Probably not for a very, very long time. So I think, much Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> but I think eventually, like every, like, like we're seeing now, there's gonna be a point to where, I mean, you maybe you won't see remakes of Star Wars, but you'll see like revisitations, you know, maybe two, three decades from now of of these these older mm-hmm. characters to to introduce to a newer generation. So I think it's just a matter of time. But I do it. Like, subplot yeah. that time when Vader had mouse ears on his helmet. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> oh no. no. no, no. <laughs> no, they've got a good handle on it. Let let them have yeah, a good I handle think. on it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I agree. They should, they should leave them alone. Yeah. Final audience question: Who do you think would win in a fight, Cad Bane or Din Djarin? Ooh. <laughs> who has? <laughs> wait. wait who has time to prepare? 
I, I think that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah. yeah. Out, of, out of the two of them, who knows the fight's coming and who has time to prepare? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I would probably, maybe I'm biased, but I would say Cat Bane. Um, I mean, he's fought a Jedi <laughs> and he did pretty good. Um, I think Din seems to be, I mean, he's a really good fighter, but I don't know. There's just something unpolished about him that I wonder about. Do we assume that the child's not cheating? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just there, you know, like, I think, I think he put up a good fight, but I, I don't know. Cad Bane's good at getting away too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think he, one way or another, he'd get out of it. <laughs> yeah. I would say Cad Bane. Well, he, he's, he, I love his character and, and like, yeah, he's gone away. Yeah. He's, 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 he's gone away with a lot of stuff. I mean, he, he, he stole a whole cron and, you know, he, yeah, he. I think he's had the. I mean, from from what I've seen, the most. Uh, he's gone to the most trouble. I think. I, I think mm-hmm. he's gone to more trouble and has gone out of it, like you said. So I think that's a good point. Invaded the Jedi Temple, took someone from it, and <laughs> escaped with them. I, that's 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 it's impressive. Old to even think <laughs> yeah. of doing that. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, um, that is it for the audience questions. Um, over the past week or so, I have received a number of special guest transmissions. And I'm going to share those with you. Um, unfortunately, these transmissions will only be viewable uh, with the video to those watching on Facebook Live and anyone re-watching the video. So my co-hosts, you won't be able to see the videos because it's a Skype issue, but everyone will be able to hear the audio, which is more important. So listen well, because it's their words that matter, and then just re-watch the video later. So the first guest transmission that we have, we will start with a certain Mandalorian who played quite a big part in the finale arc of The Clone Wars. Hey everyone, Katie Sackoff here, aka Boktan. Um, so this is just a quick shout out on May 4th, so may the 4th be with you. Um, for Angela, Thomas, Mike, Andrew, and all of the listeners, um, from Father Andrew, aka Father Fett. Which is an awesome name. Um, So uh, thank you all for listening to Secrets of Star Wars. And um, thank you all for your uh, love of the show and um, Mandalorian. (laughs) Um, Have an amazing day. And I hope that you are all healthy and safe and uh, have an amazing rest of the year. Uh, All my love. Bye. Well, wow. that was cool. That was so Is awesome. everyone <laughs> There's, oh my gosh. there's more. That's amazing. Uh, next up <laughs> is uh, Emily Swallow, who's taking a break from forging armor Ooh, as the armorer, wow. to say a few so words. Cool. Dude. <laughs> You're probably wondering why I am wearing a Beskar eye patch. I am too. But I thought it would be a nice way to start out this video to say happy star wars day this is a shout out for angela mike thomas andrew and listeners of the secrets of star wars podcast which sounds really interesting my husband and i uh, want to tune in because it seems like a rad combination of subjects 
So I hope that you guys have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time celebrating Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. And I'm so glad that you enjoy the Mandalorian and the Armorer. And uh, until next time, this is the way. This is the way. I know. I'm saving this episode, Father. Oh, this is just, you have no idea how excited I've been. Um, next, next up, we have two There's special more. guests There's who are more. joining us from the ghost during the Rebels era. Oh. Hi there, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and I just wanted to give a huge shout out to the Secrets of Star Wars podcast, to Angela, Mike, Thomas, Andrew, and of course, Father Fett. I hope you have a very, very happy Star Wars Day. Keep the faith. Keep creating the best podcast ever. And you know, may the fourth be with you. Hey, what's up? This is Taylor Gray. I play Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels. And I wanted to transmit from the ghost, Spectre 6, Secrets (laughs) of Star Wars, the podcast. (laughs) I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast and this show. Um, I hear that he talks about Star Wars and faith, and you guys have seen Rebels, which is so cool. And thank you for going on this journey with us. I know we have a very special day coming up. It is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Star Wars Day. Um, So to all fellow podcasters and listeners to Secrets of Star Wars, I hope you are having a wonderful day um, and you're sharing your sentiments of Star Wars and you're using it as an escape from these funky times we're in with the quarantine but happy may the 4th um keep listening to secrets of star wars and may the force be with you always see ya ezra yes come on where is he (laughs) (laughs) off in the unknown regions um that was a far transmission we have one more guest So we have one more guest who's transmitting to us from his time uh, during the time of the First Order and the Resistance. Hey guys, Christopher Sean here, a.k.a. Kazuta Ziono, sending you guys the biggest, most awesomest shout out from a good, good friend of mine. We probably go way back like months, maybe years, maybe decades, (laughs) millennia. Your father Andrew, you know, we go way back, <laughs> aka Father Fett, giving a huge shout out on this special day, Star Wars Day, to Angela, to Mike, to Thomas, to Andrew, and to all the listeners of the Star Wars podcast, Secrets of Star Wars. Again, this is Christopher Sean and my boy Father Fett wishing you a happy Star Wars Day and may the fourth be with you. Dude. That was too cool. Awesome. <laughs> my daughter, my daughter's going to be blown away. Yeah. <laughs> Dom can attest wow. at how excited oh I've been gosh. all week for this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That something. So that is my uh, gift to you guys. Happy, <laughs> happy you. Star Wars oh, Day. Thank you. That was That's awesome. Thank you so much, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we got to get you something now. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is, this is what I was so wanting. So um, <laughs> what's awesome is, is as those videos were playing, our video was also uh, shown. So <laughs> your facial expressions are saved forever. <laughs> so... Um, 
Well, so it is definitely time, unfortunately, for us to wrap this podcast up. Uh, this has been such uh, such a blast. And uh, thank you um, to our live viewers and, of course, to all of our listeners who listen to us and support us. And um, keep keep following us. Keep, you know, going on the journey with us. And uh, especially as we continue to go into the future of, of where Star Wars is going to take us. It's an exciting mm-hmm. time to be a fan. So may the fourth be with you always. And, and with your spirit. spirit. So, um, of course, to wrap up, though, uh, we need to say um, a few of the normal uh, things. So please let us know, of course, what you thought. How did you uh, enjoy Star Wars Day at home with you and your families? What does being a Star Wars fan mean to you? You can email us. You can comment on our Facebook page. You can tweet at us. Um, let us know, you know, how how you guys like to live out your fandom and how what Star, being a Star Wars fan means to you. So you can email us any feedback, of course, at starwars at sqpn.com. And you can find StarQuest on Facebook at facebook.com slash starquestmedia and on Twitter at sqpn. And so we would also, of course, like to take this moment to thank all of our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Star Wars, including Ruth M., Jessica W., Sarah N., Scott S., and James C., their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give, of course, make it possible for us to continue the Secrets of Star Wars and all the shows that we do here at StarQuest. And if you would like to join them, you can do so by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Also, please, please, please be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any number of the podcast players out there. Um, please do so uh, and follow us as we continue to uh, broadcast the show. You can also follow us on the SQPN YouTube channel and be sure to click the bell to get notifications for new episodes. And you can also find all of our previous episodes at sqpn.com slash Star Wars. And so next week we will be back to our normal schedule and we will be reviewing the final two episodes of season seven of the Clone Wars. So be sure to tune into Disney Plus and finish those last episodes uh, before listening to us. And until next week, Angela, thanks for joining us and sharing the secrets of Star Wars. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thomas, thanks for joining us this evening. Thank you, Father. It was great. Mike, always a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you, Father. I'm blown away. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, of course, thank you as well for joining us. Thank you again, Father, and may the fourth be with you. And with your spirit. I am, of course, Father Andrew Kinstetter. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Star Wars on StarQuest.